All right, thanks a lot, John. Back here at J. Tom Lawler Rink with Merrimack leading Northeastern 1-0. Josh Cummins joins us from the Hockey Journal and also uh, SB Nation College Hockey. And, well, Josh, pretty good first period, I thought, uh, up and down action. Northeastern, a lot of chances, especially on the power play. That might have been where Colin Dealey from Merrimack uh, was his best in the net for them. Yeah, very good period both ways. I think Merrimack just got a really a, a nice bounce on that goal early on. But Northeastern played a pretty good road period in the first. Pretty high shots advantage, but just couldn't get the bounce their way. You know, we got a couple of teams here that really have been going in opposite directions. And, you know, you could have said the same thing, I think, back in November, right? At that point, you would have said Merrimack was flying high at that point, and Northeastern was struggling. And since that point, it's been totally different. Uh, as far as Northeastern, I know you've seen them a number of times, and they've been very good since probably late November or so. Very, very good since then. What's been key for them? Uh, Ryan Rock is a guy who I don't think Northeastern thought would play a minute in gold this year with the way Derek Waugh uh, was coming in to start the season as someone that they thought would be someone playing pretty regular minutes. But he came in in relief at a game really early in the season and sort of settled the game down. And that sort of gave Jim Madigan confidence that that freshman goalie could play. And he's really, ever since that really mid-November point, really played pretty much every minute. And he's done very well. Coming into the season, of course, we have before the year the, the Hockey's preseason media poll and the, uh, the preseason All-Hockey's team. And, you know, you voted and I voted and so on. And I know that well, we both had Kevin Watt ranked really high. In my opinion, he was the leading the leading candidate to be the, the player of the year in Hockey East. And, and he gets off to a slow start and then gets injured. So the double whammy there. And you, you figure at that point, where, how is Northeastern going to recover from this? Well, it almost seemed to me like, if anything, that kind of galvanized their team. And, and other guys maybe that said, hey, I'm going to have to step up now. Uh, you know, if nobody else does it, <laughs> I mean, everybody's got to do it at that point. And so, uh, you know, those kinds of things. I think we talked with Jim Madigan before the game. I think those things can bring a team together sometimes when they realize that that everybody's going to have to chip in. To, to you, you can't replace. No one player is going to replace a guy like that. But everybody else collectively seems like they have stepped up and gotten the job done. Yeah, it took a little time, but definitely seems like that's happened. There are guys really down down the whole entire roster of some pretty good offensive talent. I saw, saw Sam Kirker and Lincoln Griffin last weekend with a couple really good performances up at UNH. That was something really just a, a weekend like that is to spark this team, and they've played really well of late overall. And the other team, you know, flip side of things, Merrimack coming in off a seven-game road trip that saw them lose all seven games and uh, not able to get to the three-goal mark in any of those three games and, and hadn't had a lead. The lead tonight, the first time they had a lead since the Union game, which was the second game of that road trip. So both these clubs, it seems like you know they've got to get ahead in games and have leads to be successful. Yeah, it seems like tonight Merrimack just coming back home has made them look a little more comfortable. They may not have the most number of shots, but they really got that that bounce in the first period that got them out to a lead. What did you think of Juan in the first period? I mean, he had time in the power play and, and, and playing with his line. Now, of course, he's been out for two months. It's going to take him a while to get back into the swing of things, but it seems like if they can keep doing the things they were doing before and they add him back into the lineup, it can only help. Yeah, he looked Look, okay, he's taking his pretty regular spot on the power play. Uh, a couple of nice passes to set up some some of the northeastern shots, but yeah, just definitely will take some time for him to get his legs back under him. Looking around the rest of the league, anything else jump out at you? I mean, to me, it seems like uh, you know things change uh, almost from week to week, right? I mean, there's some some things that are constant, right? Providence continues to roll. I know they lost a couple of games, which, given that they were undefeated at one point, is a bit of a surprise. But they 
still, they're one of the top teams in the league. Lowell's one of the top teams. Boston College, Notre Dame. It's really those four teams and then maybe a little bit of a drop off to BU, but really those four teams are are setting the tone at this point. Yeah, it's been a very interesting season in hockey, but there's starting to see a little separation in the standing. I know BC is rolling over UMass right now. Jerry York going to get his probably 1,000th win uh, tonight and Lowell and Providence playing each other. Providence, I guess, played a really well, very good first period against Lowell, but yeah, very interesting to see this hockey's race this year and see how it comes down the stretch. The middle of the, of the league, to me, is going to be the most interesting thing because it seems like almost everybody's got a shot there to end up uh, getting home ice for that first round of the playoffs and, uh, you know, it's going to be tough I think to break into the top four and get a bye in the first round, but, you know, whichever team, it, right now it looks like BU, that would be the odd team out if they are, and then three other teams, it could be almost three, any three of the rest of the teams in the league, because everybody, everybody's playing better lately, right? I mean, Maine almost beat Quinnipiac the other night, uh, you know, Northeastern's playing terrific lately, New Hampshire, even though you know, on a little bit of a, of a, of a tough streak lately, they got a couple of, of the top players in the conference that could score goals, and uh, you know, UConn went, went up to Maine and took three out of four points, so it, it seems like uh, whoever's going to be more consistent, I think, over this second half is, are going to be the teams that end up with home ice. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't want to be anyone going to BU, obviously. That's a very very hard place for anyone to play, but it certainly will be interesting down the stretch to see who is really able to separate himself. I'm Northeastern is a very good streak right now. They could be a team that, if they keep playing this way, to be to be pretty hot at down the end of the season. They had a good second half last year, uh, so it'll be very interesting to see how it goes. Do you think they can continue that? I mean, they've been playing very well for a while. We've talked about the six-game uh, unbeaten streak lately, but it really goes back further than that, that they have been playing well, and, and that's the big question. You look at what teams are doing. UMass struggling lately, for example. Is that going to continue? Because they've not been scoring goals lately, and it's hard, hard to see that continuing with guys like Plevy and Kravchenko on that roster, and it seems like, like they're going to be able to, to pick it up at some point. I guess yeah, you know things can change from night to night, but any thoughts on, on how it might shake out here? Yeah, I think the thing with Northeastern this year is they have a much I guess easier schedule down the end of stretch of the season. They don't have to play BU. They've already played BC and probably gave BC a pretty good game, one of the best games in BC's wins that any opponent has given. Uh, but yeah, I think Northeastern is a team, especially given the way that the schedule is working out this year, that would be able to maybe capitalize on some of those games and, and keep up some kind of pace. Alright Josh, last question, Beanpot coming up. Uh, pretty good Beanpot once again this year, I think. You know, Harvard of course, out of the ECAC, terrific with Jimmy Beasy. We know all about him and uh, you know, BCBU and Northeastern. Uh, handicap the Beanpot, what do you think happens? It's going to be a very interesting one. Harvard-BC is going to be a very good game, but I think BC will probably squeak out a win in that one. They've just been really on a roll in the Beanpot before uh, BU won last year. And BU Northeastern as well, but I think uh, BU has a an advantage in that when they uh, played two pretty good games against Northeastern, so I think that's how it'll shake out to start. So, so you know the BCBU final, and uh, who do you predict, predicting there? That was a really good series last weekend. But I think I think BC will have a have the game this year. Should be good. Should be a couple of good games on that first Monday in February, and then after that. So I'm looking forward to it. Josh, thanks for joining us. We certainly appreciate it. Hopefully, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. All right, Josh Cummins, our guest here from SBN College Hockey and also the Hockey Journal. He's been our guest here in the first intermission with Northeastern and Merrimack. Merrimack leads one to nothing. We're back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.